Why, hello there, and welcome back to Rewind. I'm your host, Riley, and for those of you who don't know, this is my podcast where I ask people questions about their life and they answer with music that they love. So join me and my guest as we make a playlist this week. Episode 9 today, folks. We are one week away from hitting double digits. That's pretty crazy. Maybe I'll bake a cake to celebrate or something. But I won't be doing that because I'm not good at cooking, actually. And I don't have a kitchen because I live in a dorm. But that's besides the point. I hope you all have had a great week so far. Friday, last day of the week. Let's end with a bang, you know? I know my week was not super eventful, but I thought I'd share a little funny story. So a few days ago, I was riding the bus around campus And I got off at the student center. And for context, you have to walk down a set of stairs to get into the student center. And another piece of context, there was a thunder shower that day, okay? And I'm talking monsoon. There was water everywhere. And that morning, I stumbled upon my handy-dandy rain boots. Love those things, except for that they're not cute, really. They're very pointy on the end, so I look like an elf or maybe an equestrian, and that's just a weird vibe going on campus, you know? And I wore them with a pair of sweatpants, which made things exponentially worse. But anyways, I was walking down the stairs, and I was with my friend, and I said, you know, nobody jumps in rain puddles anymore. What is that about? And so I'm walking down the stairs and I stop a few steps before I get to the bottom where there's a giant puddle, you know? And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do it. I get to the stairs. I stop at the second or third one from the bottom and there is a giant puddle at the bottom. And I'm standing there looking over the puddle. I'm realizing I cannot tell how deep this thing is. And so I'm standing there. I was about to jump and then I thought, this might not be a good idea. And I looked to my friend And I was about to say, I'm not doing it, but she had her phone out and she was recording me. So of course I had to perform. I jump in the puddle and it was like those kids at the water park who stand over the fountains and then it just shoots up at your nether region. Like everyone in the student center thought I had wet my pants and I had to walk around campus with really, really damp sweatpants on. And everyone thought I couldn't make it to the bathroom. So it was a good lesson in self-restraint, I guess. Maybe not listening to all your impulses. (laughs) It also humbled me, and I think I needed that. (laughs) I I got a little too confident. So that's been the vibe of my whole week, I think. Internship hunt is still kicking me in the butt a little bit. But that's okay, because... We'll make it to the other side and it's going to be just fine. Once again, for anyone else who is in the same boat as me, I feel you. You're, you're going to kill it. You're going to end up where you're meant to be. If someone doesn't want you, that's their loss. You guys got this. I believe in you. Anyways, I am so off track. Once again, let's get into our little introduction for our guest today because he rocks. Isn't this so exciting? A little bit. It's also so much pressure, you know. Why? I don't know. I want it to be good. I want it to be great. And to be great. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, and we're kind of, we'll probably talk about some of this stuff, but like I was in DC for the semester. Um, Love it. Hanging out. Needed a break. Last spring, like killed me. I was done. Yeah. Um, but DC was great. Um, good. Just working. and. Um, other than that... My dad did pass away last yeah. semester. Yeah. And it is, it's something like I'm sort of okay talking about. That's And good. like, I think there are some questions where like, it's like kind of important. But I- You can always skip those two if you're not comfortable talking yeah, about yeah. it. I meant to tell you that. I also just didn't want to like spring it on you. Like we get to question 14. So everything's been great, but by the way, you know, so. <laughs> just wanted to check in. Have you had a good week? Week has been good. I think I'm slowly realizing I'm like a little overcommitted this semester. Oh boy. But that's like every semester. I was gonna so. say that's pretty typical for you. Yeah, yeah. Anything but. exciting coming up? Um, tonight I'm going to Atlanta. Ooh. I'm playing with um, 
I'm in the Chinese Music Ensemble, and oh the grad gosh. student that leads at Vicky, she does Chinese like EDM shows. So we're going to a club in Atlanta, and we're playing Chinese music, and it's at 1 a.m. Oh my gosh! But I have the School of Music audition day is is at seven tomorrow, so I have to. I'm gonna get back at like three, get two hours of sleep, and then go tell high schoolers about how important it is to sleep in music school and <laughs> to get rest. You know, guys. That's insane. I'm excited though, it's gonna be a lot of fun, I think, I hope. I got the music yesterday and just looked at it this morning, so we'll see. You are really good at flying by the seat of your pants. That's, that's, the, that's the goal. That's, that's a goal. skill. Mm. Like, <laughs> you're gonna have such a good story about this tomorrow. <laughs> I hope so, I hope so. You will, you will. But before we get into this, for the sake of whoever else might be listening, do you wanna give us a little synopsis of your music background? Because I'm interested to hear more. Yeah, absolutely. So I started by singing mm -hmm. in my church, um, like as a kid, you know, right. um, and then started piano lessons when I was like six, um, which makes it sound like I'm like really good at piano. I'm not. I was the kid that would like practice 30 minutes right before my lesson, <laughs> go in. and. Um, but then I started, I did saxophone for a year. Wow. I switched to viola. Okay. Um, and that's what I sort of stuck with through like middle school and high school. And now here at UGA, playing in the symphony, playing in like chamber groups and stuff. But yeah, I didn't come to UGA thinking I was going to do music. I really? came in as an international affairs major. I'm still doing it. But then I picked up that music major in August, right before moving. Had to change my entire schedule around. Man. Um, have I been stressed every semester since? 100%. <laughs> but also I've met like some of the coolest people. I've had some yeah. of the, like, the best experiences doing music. Um, and getting to play and all these gigs and stuff. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun, but yeah. Yay. Yeah, speak of cool experiences, we should also talk about how we met. So I think that might be relevant. I feel like <laughs> a lot of people say this, but I think we met through Camp Kesem. Yeah. Um, this summer, again, very much just like a say yes, do cool things. Yeah. Like cool things happen. Mm -hmm. um, Laura Kate, who's on the show, I guess, Episode seven. Episode seven. <laughs> so cool. And she texts me and she's like, hey, we need more like guy counselors at Camp Kesson this year. Are you free? I had nothing to do. I was like 100% I'm there. Um, and it was such a great experience. Um, I was with the 13, 14 year olds. Mm -hmm. I think we, were, we were green. Green. Blue. I green. was blue. Green. You're green. I was 100. I had so much green <laughs> stuff. I should know that. Um, but yeah, it was a really great week. I'm um, just getting to hang out with the kids. Yeah. Like a break from real life for a little bit. Yeah. And I also got to meet so many cool counselors yeah. like you. You. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> but it's been wild because I really haven't seen you much since. I know. I miss you. I, but I mean, you were also in DC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living it up, you know, had a big boy job for a little bit. That is but we're crazy. back. We're back. And you loved your big boy job? It was great. It was great. I was with the State Department. That's so I was cool. um, in their Office of Diversity and Inclusion. Okay. Um, so it was a lot of like internal stuff, but it was yeah. a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of cool people. Um, I was in the same room with the Secretary of State once. Oh. I did not talk to him, but I was at least 25 feet away, and I'm right. calling that a win. That's um, all that matters. Absolutely. It's fine. <laughs> Putting that on my LinkedIn yeah. experience. Um, but it was really great, yeah. Good, good, good. I'm so excited for you. You have so much amazing stuff. That sounded so kindergarten when I said it, but like, <laughs> you have great things coming for you, and I'm excited to see it all unfold. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Well, do you want to get into the questions? Let's hop in. Let's hop in. Okay. For the first question, I always preface with, there's a rule in this game that you have to time travel. But before I ask you the question, I want to ask, would you time travel if you could? As a big fan of this podcast, <laughs> I've listened to multiple episodes, and so many people say no. They're like, oh, I wouldn't want to. If I have a time machine, I'm going everywhere. Really? I'm going to the past. I'm going to the future. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't go to my own life. Like, Interesting. Like rule 101 yeah. of time travel is like you can't interfere with like yourself. Right. Paradoxes or something. I don't yeah. Know. But like going to the past, I don't know. So when you time travel, do you imagine that you're experiencing it or are you invisible watching it happen? I feel like it's like a you're experiencing it. Okay. You're like undercover. I don't know. Right. If you watched Liberty Kids in social studies and I didn't. School, it was an experience. But these kids that like go back to like the Revolutionary War and have to like wear like they're undercover. I feel like that's my vibe. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there a specific moment in history that you want to go to? Mm. Not really. Okay. You know, I feel like just anywhere. Everywhere. Just a little bit of everything? Yeah. <laughs> it 
it's giving Phineas and Ferb a little bit. A little bit, you know, back in time for dinner, everything, yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we've established that you would time travel. Good thing, but you have to go back to your own life, so <laughs> sorry. Would you say that there's a song or I guess maybe a genre of music or something like that that represents your childhood or a certain moment in time? I was a big Billy Joel fan as a kid. Love it. Um, I had all his uh, albums like on CDs, and they would come with the little the little foldouts that had all the lyrics to them. So I put uh, the CDs in my little CD player, and I'd pull out the lyrics and like sing along to all the songs. I tried to learn them all. Um, yeah, and then I went to go see him when he opened SunTrust Park. Um, oh I think it was 2017. That's um, so cool. Like outside Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a good performance. It was my first concert. I was in like middle school. I was like fan fangirling over yeah. like Billy Joel. It was great. Um, I think. I think Piano Man, classic. You know, you can't go wrong. Can. Vienna, classic. Can't go wrong. Um, always a woman. Yes. Um, only the good die young. Like, just banger after banger after banger. The list You'd goes never on. never put on a bad song. That is true. That is true. What a first concert. How, how do you top that, you know? <laughs> that's real. I feel like I've been to so many cool concerts since. And that's my, that's my goal for the year, actually. Funny you should mention is to go to more concerts. Really? You know, okay. I feel like I'm always like, Oh, this concert's 30 bucks. It's too expensive. I can't go. You know, someone could give me a concert ticket for like $5. Oh, it's kind of like breaking the bank there. Right. You know, I feel like there's something holding me back. Um, so I'm trying to go to more concerts this year. I like that. Um, yeah. I went to Music Midtown back in September. Oh, I went my with gosh. Subtle plug. NMDP, formerly known as Be The Match. Woo, Be The Match. Um, <laughs> we had like a tent set up at Music Midtown to like swab people as they came in. Gotcha. Um, so we got like volunteer wristbands to come in, get people swabbed, and then I got to just go like see cool performers for the rest of the day. So I got to see Young Gravy. I'm admittedly a huge Young Gravy fan. Uh, he's um, so fun. He is. Like even in person, you know, he's throwing out Lunchables to the crowd, bringing people <laughs> on stage. Um, who else? I saw Niall Horan, um, 1975. Shut up. Uh, and Billie Eilish, of course, was headlining. It was awesome. Oh, my God. I am so envious of you. Oh, my gosh. Next year, let's pull up. Music Midtown has been on my list for a long time, and I've never been. It was my first time. It was great. Okay. Um, next year, you want to go? Let's do it. Well, if NMDP is swapping again, absolutely. Okay, I'll be there, too. Which I'll be volunteering. Which is such a great plug for NMDP, who works with the National Bone Marrow Registry. Yes, do they? Yeah. Tell uh, me about it. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um... <laughs> But yeah, especially like college students, they get them swabbed to be on the registry. So people with like leukemia, lymphoma, other like blood and bone disorders often need like stem cell or marrow transplants. Mm -hmm. And college kids are like ideal donors. Like they're young, they're youthful, they're ready to go at the world. (laughs) Right. Um, So we get people swabbed, put on the registry and try and save some lives. That's so cool. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Next question. This song makes you smile from ear to ear every time you hear it. What Mm -hmm. is it and why? Anything by Jack Johnson, you know, Upside yeah. Down, Banana Pancakes, um, was it Sitting, Watching, Waiting? Is that? Oh, I don't know that one. I'll, I'll pull up the album later. I'll, right, I'll cool. send it over to you. Cool. But I just think, like, him and his guitar, he captures this, like, joy of, like, yeah. childhood. I yeah. think it was Upside Down that was on the Curious George movie soundtrack. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yes. Greatest movie of all time. It's so good. Do you have a specific memory attached to any of those songs, or is it, just, like, is it just in general... Jack Johnson feels like being a kid. I think just in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We had like Curious George on DVD, you know, you'd pop it in, put it yeah. on like, the, the big screen. You know? Yeah. What other shows did you watch as a kid? Ooh. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Ooh. So good. I'm so excited for the, well, I want to be excited for the live action series. We're going to see how it turns out. Yeah. Um, but I think after like the, the writers left, and yeah, we'll see. All right. This song's impossible not to dance to. What is it and why? Mm. Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, I think it just encapsulates the 2000s. Yeah. You know, Miley Cyrus was putting out bangers back then. The Climb, so good. Like, she just captures, like, that range of emotion. From Party in the USA to The Climb. Yeah. I think she shaped who I am as a person today. (laughs) Um, But anytime Party in the USA comes on, like, you're singing, like, it it doesn't matter. You're with it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still a fan of her? I'm going to be real, I haven't listened to a lot of her, like, recent stuff. But I love, like, a lot of, like, the covers she does. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's really, like, come into her voice now. Yes. Um, she has a cover of Lilac Wine. That's, oh. I think it's on YouTube. Okay. It's, like, a backyard session something. Love it. And it's such, uh, it's so good. Okay. I got to check it out. I haven't heard that one. I've heard Heart of Glass. Mm-hmm. Love oh, it. Her voice now, it sounds so different, but I love it. It's great. 
moving away from that like poppy like Disney voice. Yeah. I know she's like really good friends or like Dolly Parton's like her godmother or something. Like that's real. I think that relationship like shapes a lot of her voice. I love that. That I thought that was fake for the longest time. If I'm giving your audience fake news right now. Oh no, I probably do every single week. It's fine. <laughs> you should fact check this and add a little disclaimer. I should do a fact check at the end. My favorite podcast does fact checks at the end. Ooh, Armchair podcast? Expert. Armchair Experts, I'll have to give it a listen. It's so good. This is the only podcast I listen to actually. <laughs> As my number one, you know. I'm realizing that a lot of people our age don't love them. I think it depends. I feel like in like my like political science bubbles like you have mm-hmm. a lot of your people that are like they listen to NPR every day right you know they get their news they get their mm-hmm. updates and I try to be that person when I was in DC <laughs> I would listen to NPR's up first it's like 15 minutes just uh-huh. like your top three like global headlines in the morning right and I felt like that like made me more knowledgeable yeah globally. but it's like hard sometimes to, like stick with it it is hard for me personally hard news stresses me out really bad and so then I avoid it which also isn't great like it's maladaptive either way (laughs) but then I I kind of fall out of the habit and then I'm out of the loop but it's because I'm trying to protect my well-being at but that's selfish at the same time you know Uh, I think it's like finding a balance yeah especially like I think there's so much going on right now and a lot of it is so heavy it's like Mm -hmm. how do you stay aware and advocating for things but also take time for yourself you know yeah yeah. You are so smart. I'm loving this. I feel like I'm in therapy a little bit. Oh my gosh, yeah. Tell me about your problems. Where did it all start? Let's go back to Ooh, the beginning. It's a dark and stormy day. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the most romantic song ever written? I think Just the Two of Us uh, by Bill Withers. So good. You know, I feel like a lot of your like romantic songs are very like ballady, you know, like slow going. Yeah. Just the Two of Us, it's like upbeat. It like It's like a very positive story of love, you know? Yes. And I feel like it doesn't just have to be romantic either. You know, yeah. it's just like you with your friends. Like, it's just the two of us, you uh-huh. know? Like, those, like, little moments of, like, I don't know, like, you go get coffee with a friend or you're just, like, going for a walk and you're sharing that moment and it's just the two of you there. Like, there's this whole world, but in that moment, it's just the two of you. And I think that's, like, ah, uh, I feel like it just captures that energy. Yeah. What a beautiful thing to share with someone, you know? Absolutely. It's also great for cooking in the kitchen. Ooh. Yeah. You can hop around a little bit. Yeah. Do you like to cook? I do, but I don't cook at college. I am on a full right. meal plan this semester. I'm going to be real. Full. I know, but it's just, like, I get home, and I just don't have, like, the energy or the time. Like, I respect people that cook so much. Do you cook? Not at all. Oh. oh. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I just make protein shakes all the time. See, and, like, that's the thing. I need something easy that I can yeah. do every day. Yeah. When I'm at home, like, over the summers and stuff, I love cooking. You right. Because you have a full spice cabinet. Like, mm-hmm. You're not the one paying for groceries. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 When I'm at the grocery store now, I see like a $4 zucchini. Game over. (laughs) I'm out. uh, uh, Mac and cheese. (laughs) But do you have a cooking playlist? That's why I brought that up. Sorry. (laughs) I have so many playlists. Um, (gasps) I am actually a monthly playlist person. (gasps) I started back in 2019. Okay. There have been moments where I fell off, but for the most part, every month I try and make a playlist, like 20, 30 songs, and I feel like it just like captures my energy for the month. Yeah. You know? So now I like listen back on my playlist from like March 2020. Oh, and like it's man. such like a specific vibe. That is time travel. That really is. A little bit. Like you know how Spotify does like their little do your capsule at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It's like that, but for every month. I think it's so great. I think everyone should do it. Um yeah. I think you've just sold me on the idea. After this, we're going to sit down and start your playlist yeah. for February, February, February 2nd. This oh, is the yeah. Time to, start, you know, yeah. to everyone listening, start your February playlist, start your March playlist. Whenever yeah. this come out. This will come out on the 9th, I think. Yeah. Something like it's that. It's not too late. No, it's not too late still. Plus, you got 10 more months ahead of you. It's fine. Absolutely. I'm the type of person, you might get mad at me for this, I'm the type of person who has one. <laughs> I'm taking off my headset. One. I'm walking out of the studio right now. <laughs> it has 2,500 songs on it. How do you find what you want? Like Half the time, I don't. I just skip, 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 skip until something okay comes on for my mood. Do you think that removes, like, the... Like, music is supposed to be stress-relieving. Mm. When you have to skip through, like, eight songs to get a song you kind of like, do you think that, like, adds to the stress? 
Now that you say that, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm an indecisive person. And so having to categorize a song further than one playlist stresses me out. I get it. I get it. Like, I have genre playlists. Yeah. But I think, like, the monthly, like, you can put anything on there. That, That's yeah. the part that I like. I like that. I don't have to be like, this is some very niche specific genre. And now I have a playlist with two songs. You right. Know? It's just, it's January. <laughs> it's January. What's on your January playlist? Since it's only February 2nd. This is, this is a little scary. You don't have to say anything. No, you no, can I'm pick gonna, what you say. You would lie, and I wouldn't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people into, into my life, you know? Yes. Um, okay, we got the 1975 on there. When I was prepping for this and thinking about Music Midtown, I put them on there. It's, it's not living if it's not with you. <laughs> what else do we got? We have Jay Noah. She is, I want to say, a Dominican rapper. And she has one album out, but it might be the greatest rap album of all time. Okay. Uh, I don't speak Spanish, but Autodidacta, this is <laughs> embarrassing for me. Um, no, it's okay. But 100%, go listen to it. Yeah, she's Dominican. Ugh. And she's also 17. Like, when I feel bad about where I'm at with music, I, like, see artists like her who are, like, killing it, like, so young. And I'm like, wow. Makes you feel even worse. Like, a little bit. A little but bit. you're killing it. We're trying. We're you trying. just lived in D.C. And you're playing at, what is it, an EDM festival? We're playing at the District in Atlanta. Oh, my so God. Um, you're playing at the District at 1 a.m. tonight? Bro, <laughs> if I wake up in the morning, that's going to be the test. <laughs> at 7 a.m., too. I just can't Ooh. imagine. For the plot. For the plot. For the plot, for sure. For sure. All right. I got to check out Jay Noah. I'll show it to you after this. Okay. Yeah. We can fact check that Absolutely. later. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah. We got... Um, Hollow Notes, we have uh, Ricky Montgomery, you know, just a little bit of everything, just to, yeah, January. January. <laughs> so I know you talked about wanting to go to more concerts this year. Do you keep count of how many you've been to? I don't, but also the number is very low. Low, really? It, it, well, it depends what you call a concert. Okay. I, so... When it comes to like indie, like pop type concerts, mm -hmm. I have been to very few. But over at like the School of Music, the Performing Arts Center, they bring in so many cool artists. That totally so counts. I've been to like, there were times like freshman year, I would go to a concert every single night, either just like a performer they brought in, faculty or student concert, like something. Um, so if I had to count those, I could not. But That's they so bring cool. in so many cool people. Yeah. Like in the classical world, they brought in like, um, Joshua Bell, Itzhak Perlman, Hilary Hahn. Like, these are, like, the top three big right. violinists today. Oh, my gosh. they have Lang Lang coming in this semester, the pianist. Oh, my it's gosh. Like, Wait, can you let me know when that is? I want to go. I think it's, like, April. Okay. These are probably sold out, though, too. Like, that's the crazy part. Do you pay as a student? Um, You do, but it's way cheap. It's, right. like, 10 bucks per concert. Wow. So if you are a student at the University of Georgia. I got to go to that. Okay. That's really good to know. But the reason I'm asking is because the next question is, what's the best song you've ever heard live? Ooh. I did go to a concert in Atlanta last, I guess back in May, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I went to go see Nye Palm. Okay. She is the lead singer of Hiatus Coyote. Okay. Um, and I went with some friends. It was, I don't remember what the venue was, but we went to Atlanta and she sang like all of her solo tracks and I think Haiku by Nye Palm and also Atoll by Nye Palm, two of my favorite songs of all time. Um, like it's just her on stage with a guitar mm -hmm. and it's just so like meditative. Like you just get into it, you know? Like, I love that I vibe. Know, it's, mm. Yeah. Are you more for an intimate setting kind of concert versus a, like, have you been to a stadium before? Um, I haven't, no. I'd say Music Midtown is like, very similar sounds, to that, but yeah. you prefer a more intimate setting. I kind of like it because you sort of get to like be there with the performer a little bit. You can yeah. sort of like see like what they're playing. Yeah. Um, well, you see, they made a mistake. Oh, Oops. me personally, I would never. But um, <laughs> I think that's a lot more, yeah. I feel like if you're in a stadium, you're up in the nosebleed seats, you know? Yeah. I'll watch a recording later. Yeah, that's true. I, I went to my first stadium concert. It was my first concert ever. And it was, it was great, but at the same time, I was like, you're a tiny little ant. Yeah. Who was it? Harry Styles in oh, Paris. Gosh. Are you a big Harry Styles fan? Yeah, he was my number one this year. Okay. It was a life-changing moment for me. But, I mean, it was still, even though it wasn't intimate, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. Just because, I don't know. When you, when you hear him sing his songs live, the words have more meaning. 
And it was just like, wow. That's so cool that your brain can think of stuff like that. I feel like that is like the one thing about live music is like when you're listening to like a recording on Spotify, like you're trying to chase that feeling that yeah. you get when you're listening to live music. Yes. And it's just never like quite there. Mm-hmm. There's something about like being in that space where it's just like it hits you that much harder. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. It's so authentic and you can't replicate it. I think that's a very special yeah. thing about live music. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> was it the... So it was kind of more the experience versus the technicality, or was it both? I think the experience, but she's also just like a really talented musician. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've listened to Hiatus Coyote. I haven't. I strongly recommend. I'll All send right. you some of this Yeah, stuff. send me that album too. But it's just like, it's like a music student's like fantasy. I okay. don't even know. Like it's just In like, what way? Like a lot of like your technique, like theoretical aspects are there. Ooh. Like very like, I don't even know. It's just like, mm. Yeah. I should have come more prepared. I should have done no, some no, no, no. analyses of <laughs> their entire discography. Yeah, write a paper next time. If you look at measure 14. <laughs> wow, hearing the word measure really takes me back to high school orchestra. Wait, did you play in high school orchestra? I was a cellist. That makes so much sense. First year. I see it. First year, okay. Bringing it back, bringing <laughs> yeah. it back. My sister was a violist, actually. Oh my gosh, bring yeah. them to the studio. I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> and... It appears that you have a second answer here. Oh, I also, I think like <laughs> Music Midtown, again, Billie Eilish, so good. A, when I went, it had like rained the day before. Um, so like the ground was wet. It was like just mud. People were sinking in. You like watched people like slip on the mud down all the hills at the park. It was so bad. <laughs> like end of the night, you're covered in mud. You're tired. Awesome. But Billie Eilish gets up on stage and like. It was just insane. Yeah. I don't know, like hearing her perform, especially like her newest stuff, mm-hmm. like happier than ever. I, like what you were saying about like the emotion of like being there. Like a lot of her work is so emotionally charged. Yes. Um, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Was like my defining album in high school. You it's know, it's so just good. like the emotion she puts behind her work. Her brother Phineas, like the way he like produces her stuff. Like it's the kind of music that just like it hits you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just watched the Dave Letterman documentary about her and Phineas. I seen it. It's on Netflix, my next guest, and then it's just Billie Eilish, but and Phineas. It was so crazy to see that they just like they'll lock themselves in a room and just make noises and put it in a garage band and then they create their equivalent of a symphony. It's unbelievable. They're so talented, yeah. Do you think you can get Billie Eilish on the show? Oh, yeah, totally. You know, if you had a podcast and you could have, well, first, what would it be about? I think sort of like framing it from my own perspective, like there have been so many moments in my own life, like tiny moments Mm -hmm. that have ballooned into where I am today. Yeah. And I think like those tiny little decisions, like I want to talk to really like successful people and like what what turn did you take that got you where you are? Right. Like, what little thing did you do? I don't know. I love that. That's good. That's good. So that being said, who is the person that you would dream of having on your podcast? Mm. Can I say you? Is that allowed? (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) Who would it be? (laughs) Most successful person I know. I don't know. Um, That's a crazy statement. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like the, like, interview your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel it's like great. I've met so many like talented, amazing people, even just here at like UGA, mm-hmm. um, but like up in DC, up in like everything I've done. Like I've met all these amazing people. Like how how do you do it, guys? How do I get like y'all? You know? Yeah, actually, I think that is a great answer. I don't think that you have to have a giant platform for people to be inspired by your story. That was Absolutely. a good answer. Yeah. yeah. Why did I? Oh yeah, I asked you that because Billie Eilish is one of my inspirations in music Mm -hmm. and I'm not a musician so that sounds kind of phony to say but like if I could dream of having anyone she would be one of them 100% absolutely I I can't even let's manifest it now (laughs) yeah so we I was in an entertainment media analysis class or I'm in it currently and students had to bring a a music video to class and make us watch it and then we would analyze it because he was like, I'm tired of watching movies. Let's yeah. do music videos. We watched Happier Than Ever. She directed it. Did you know that? I didn't. Wait, can we take a break from the podcast to watch this music video? You want video? to? It's actually good. It's good. 
So we took a brief intermission and watched the music video. It was incredible. Everything and more. She, yeah, yeah her, her intelligence spans well beyond the bounds of music. Like, she directed that. She, I don't know, she just put together a video that was very moving. Yeah. I don't know. And inspiring, too, in the end, which I liked. But maybe we should move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Have you seen the, the All Too Well music video? The 10-minute one? Yeah. I have. And Taylor Swift directed it, right? I think so. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Again, just like the storytelling there. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Swifty? Not really. Okay. I'm going to be so honest. Um, yeah. However, when we were actually at Camp Kesson this summer, mm-hmm. right, we're in the middle of the woods. There's no service. Mm-hmm. Um, but Taylor Swift's album came out. So one night, it's like 12 a.m., right? The album just came out. I go to the, like the canteen, nurse station, whatever. Right. Because it's the only place with Wi-Fi. Right. I download the album. And then I don't get a chance to download any more music for the rest of the week. So that's all I had to listen to was what was it, Speak Now, Taylor's version that had come out. Love And you know it. what? I'm a fan now. Yeah. That's the only album I sort of know the songs to, but it's good. <laughs> Do you have a highlight from the album? Mm, back in December. Yes. So um, I think Speak Now, obviously. Right. Um, oh, Mean. Mean is like... I I've love that song. Mean, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That was my jam when I was... I don't know how old we were when that came out, but whatever age I was, that was my jam. Absolutely. Yeah. I like really related to the lyrics, you know, yes. zero experience in that, but I was like, yeah, why you gotta be so mean? Yeah. Why do you have to be so mean? Like you guys are going to regret this one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. What song has been ruined for you because of a bad experience? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard Timber by Pitbull. Yes. Um, and Kesha? And Kesha. Okay. Love, love Pitbull. Like, yeah. this is not like a diss on Pitbull right. whatsoever. Um, but freshman year, I lived in Myers dorm. We lived, okay. Sorry. This is a lore drop. We lived in the same dorm freshman year, except I had never met you until literally now. We lived like down the hall from each other. Yep. I was always like in the room across from you. Yep. We never met. This is. I was never there though. That was my fault for sure. I had many opportunities to meet people <laughs> and I just left the building. I wasn't even antisocial. I just, I don't even know where I went. Russell, maybe? Mm. I don't know. But I, I'm sad. If I would have met you two years earlier, that would have been awesome. Who would we be today, you know? Who what would, would be we different, be? you know? I'd probably have Billie Eilish on the pod. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we can still make that happen. Oh, yeah, one day. Um, all that to say, in Myers, and now that I'm saying the story, maybe you can relate, mm-hmm. is... Game days, you have tailgaters out on the quad, and they're setting up first thing in the morning. Yeah. Right? Like you 5 a.m. Exactly. Like, people, like, full tents, like, grills, like, mm-hmm. everyone's out there when, was it, SEC game day comes? Yeah, that was the 5 a.m. day. Quad, you know? And I lived on the very end of the wing. Um, mm. You know where the basketball courts are? Yeah. I lived right there. Okay. And I don't remember what game it was, but there was at least one, 7 a.m., first thing that comes on, Pitbull. It's Timber, and that's what I hear, and I'm trying to sleep in. I don't know if we went out the night before or something, but I'm tired. Oh, yeah, I need my sleep. And I just hear Pitbull, and it's like, it's going down. (laughs) Am I allowed to sing on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Copyright? I don't think your voice is copywritten, so I think it's okay. I've been told I sound a lot like Pitbull. Oh, oh, shit, then maybe don't. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) for the sake of myself and everybody else, I won't sing it. But that song got ruined for me. And honestly, it happened with a lot of games where, like, those tailgaters set up at 7 a.m. and they start blasting music. And you're trying to sleep in. And, yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Did you ever, um, like, sleep out there to go to college game day? Did you? No. I couldn't get myself to. There was no way. People would, like, sleep out on the grass, like, sleeping bag. Some people had tents. Yeah. just, like. I I have some friends who did it. And then they all got severely ill the next Mm -hmm. day. And yeah. I said, that's enough for me to say no from now on. Yeah. No, thank you. But that, yeah, that was a good answer. Do you want to keep going? Let's go. All right. As a musician, what is a song that you wish you wrote? Oh, before you answer this, do you write music? Uh, on the record, I'm going to say no. Okay. I was very much someone that, like, growing up, like, I'd record, like, little songs on the yeah. piano, and, like, you'd sing along, and, like, you'd listen back, and, like, now it's like, oh, that was so terrible. Oh, I bet it wasn't, though. But, like, as a kid, it's, like, like a creative outlet, you know, yeah. it's fun. I think now I still sort of, like, mess around with, like, piano songs. I, right. At some point, I would want to, like, actually, like, commit to a project and put something out. Mm-hmm. But, 
I don't know. I don't know when. I don't know what. But be on the lookout. Okay, I will, and I'll let the podcast know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, back to your answer. Sorry. Yeah. But a song I wish I wrote. I think Leve, anything by Leve is so good. She is incredible. Um, I think the answer that I that was on my head was I wish you love. Again, just like Leve A, like orchestra kid, you know, through and through. Her, yeah. her sister, I think Leve played cello. Her mm-hmm. sister, Junia, played violin. Right. And like you hear that in her music. Yeah. Like I think she like perfectly encapsulates that like orchestra kid, but also like jazzy. Yes. It's just like every song she puts out is just so good, especially her like recent album. Yeah. Um, what's on there? Haunted, so good. Bewitched. Um, Bewitched, bro. From the start, I'm playing a gig in a couple weeks, and I have to play like piano and guitar, Ooh. which is also stressful. Yeah. Um, but we're playing from the start, among other things. We're also <gasps> playing just the two of us. Um, Stop. And I'm so excited because again, she's just so good, and I like I want to do her justice. You know? Right. That's so fun. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Um, but everything she's put out is so good. Yeah. Um, there's this clip. I think it was a TikTok she put out. It's on YouTube. Um, it's a song called Forgetting You's Impossible. And it's like the greatest 44-second clip ever. And I, I pray that she puts it out as an actual song someday. Yeah. Because, again, like her songwriting, like she just captures these like raw emotions. Yeah. Uh. I love it when people do that, when they put out little clips that could potentially be a song. Mm-hmm. But I hate it. Because half the time they don't do it. Because then you're listening to it on YouTube or SoundCloud or something, and it's like, guys. You know who else does that? Lizzie McAlpine. Oh, my God. We'll we'll get to her later. We will get to her later. I have things to say. I love her. She's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was also at Music Midtown. I forgot to mention, casually. That is so painful. Oh, my gosh. I love her so much. Oh, that was so inspirational. Also, your hair looks great. I wanted to tell you that earlier. Um, where were we? We're really changing the vibe here. What is your walkout song? <laughs> mm. I feel like in my youth, you know, mm-hmm. um, being 19, right. but in my youth youth, um, I would have said like classic rock something. Okay. Like Thunderstruck by ACDC. Yeah. That was like, I wrestled in high school. You know, that was like it. Like you go to the gym, like you get with it, you get ready to go on the mat. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, now though, I listen to a lot of um, like female rappers, like electronic, like house, and love it though. Recently, like a little bit of like K-pop. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go with "Unforgiven" by, and again, pardon me for butchering this, La Seraphim, I think. Uh-huh. Um, again, it's just like that electronic, like it has a heavy beat to it. Like you get with it. Yeah. Like I know a lot of like gym bros, like they listen to like EDM, and I feel like K-pop. Like, it has a lot of, like, those similar, similar vibes. Like, yeah. you just, like, get into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have two things to say. First, you wrestled in high school. Tell us a little bit more about that. Like, wh- when did you start? Yeah, yeah. I did, um, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, Whoa! Which is, like, like, the grappling, like, MMA stuff. That's so And cool. then I wanted to get out of PE in high school, so I wrestled. And <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't enjoy cutting weight every week. I enjoy eating too much. We've already discussed how we're both going to go get lunch after this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, so that is now a thing in my past. And now I just like to go to the gym and try and stay active. I'm trying to do a triathlon this semester. Man. Um, probably another half marathon at some point. Holy cow. Um, you did the ath half? I didn't do ath half. I did a half marathon in Columbus. Okay. Okay, last year. Yeah. Man. Wow. So when you cut weight... I mean, I've heard what people do, but I don't know if it's true. Like, you have to wear sweatpants, sweatshirt, so that, like, you sweat? Bro, I I think back a lot on, like, high school, and, like, I don't know how we, like, balanced it all. Is like, school and, like, clubs and, like, sports and stuff. Like, I used to get up at 5 in the mornings, and I would go to the gym and work out, and then I would put on two pairs of sweatpants, three sweatshirts, and go into the sauna for a half hour so that I could sweat out, like, a pound, two pounds. Oh. And then I'd go to school, and then I'd go to wrestling practice after, and then I'd have to do my work and then practice, and... Oh my gosh. Uh, no, that's the thing. It's like you have to lose half to. I was really bad about waiting till the last minute to start cutting weight. And then I'd have <laughs> to lose like 15 pounds in like two days. What? And that was my nightmare. You Did know? you do it? Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's. But, like, were you ill? Like, eight ounces, basically. I would, like, take a picture of myself on, like, Fridays before matches. And, like, my eyes were, like, sunk in. <gasps> like, I was, like, falling asleep in class. There's no way. I couldn't do that anymore. 
you know, you get to my age, everything's hard. You're the new Christian Bale. That's <laughs> insane. I've. Are you talking about like American Psycho? Like, what's the? Well, he just he oh, is he, like, known for dramatic roles, weight loss yeah. or weight gain. I mean, have you seen those pictures of him in every different movie? I have. It's insane. That's you. 15 pounds not. in never two again. days. Never. It's all water, you know? Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, but we're, you were dehydrated then. Absolutely. Now we're, we're on the book, you know? We're yeah. Gym, you know? We're going <laughs> to the gym. And that's, again, like, I love getting on, like, the, the squat platforms. Right. I've got my, like, K-pop band. Or, like, mm-hmm. again, like, a lot of female artists, like, uh, Lakele47, so good. Who else? Saweetie. I don't know if you've heard Best Friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ah, so good. But so you're good. just, like, on the platform. Like, you're dancing, you know? It's yeah. great. Something I love about a female that rapper. Platform, you know? uh, yeah, the orange platform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the second thing I was going to say? You're 19? I am, yeah. Wow. So did you skip a year? Is your birthday late? I did. I graduated high school early um, in three years. Um, Holy cow. I, I was just so excited to come to UGA, guys. <laughs> um, no, I just had a lot of my credits knocked out. Wow. And. I applied to colleges and I got to go to one for free and I was like, there's no reason not to jump in. And I'm so glad I did, honestly, because I've had so many cool experiences and met so many cool people. Wow, I didn't know that. What a lore drop part two. I got more where that came from. Oh, okay. In that case, let's keep moving forward. What is the song that you associate with the best moment or the best trip of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um... I just went into like resume, like interview mode there. You did. I felt it. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. So tell me about a time you've been a part of a team. <laughs> mm, great question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to go with Songbird by Fleetwood Mac. I'm such a big like Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks especially like fan. 100%. I don't know if you've seen American Horror Story. I haven't. Bro. Is she in it? She- you would be surprised. American Horror Story Coven, I think it's like season three or something. Okay. She is the entire soundtrack, Stevie Nicks. And she does like a cameo as herself. It's like the only reason I watched that season. Oh my so gosh. Good. Okay. But Fleetwood Mac more broadly and Songbird. Um, Songbird was actually written by um, Christine, Christina McVie. Mm-hmm. So not Stevie Nicks. Right. Which sort of negates the entire point of that story. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's just such like a, like a heartbreaking, like acoustic song. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I listened to it when I was on a car ride back in high school mm-hmm. with one of my really good friends. We were driving to Florida, and it was just us. Um, and I don't know. It was, like, capturing that moment of, like, growing up between, like, still being a kid and, like, sort of being on your own. Right. You know? Like, like independence of just, like, you and your friends on, like, yeah. a four-hour road trip. Just, like, blaring music, having a good time. That's really I fun. I sort of, I feel like I still, like, look for those little moments. Yeah. Of just, like... Nothing really matters. You know, you're just sort of mm-hmm. there with your friends enjoying yeah. life. Yeah. That's really sweet. If you could go anywhere on a road trip, where would you go? I want to go on, like, a national parks trip so that, <gasps> especially, like, Utah. Like, yes! Like, National Park, bro, when are we going? Let's go now. You're so right. All right, pack Let's up. go. Pack Come on. Up. Let's leave. <laughs> this has been so much fun. I'll look at my calendar. Talk to my secretary. I'll send everything over. (laughs) All right, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll let my agent know that I'll be out for a weekend. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) All right. What is a song that you, Adam Starks, think everyone should know? I'm, I feel like most of my list has been like, not classical music, but as a music major, I need to rap a little bit. I was waiting for this moment. Gustav Mahler, his fifth symphony, it's like one of the greatest pieces of classical music ever composed. You're not a classical music fan. Now you are because you've listened to Gustav's Fifth, you know. Um, <laughs> I just think like it starts with this like trumpet solo mm-hmm. and it's just it like draws you in. Like everything about his orchestration is just so like it highlights every instrument, but also how they work together. And like if you weren't a fan of the symphony before, like now you are. Yeah. I don't know. He wrote his like cycle of works is separated into like three periods his first four symphonies his next four symphonies so four five through eight and then his last three works um and going into the second cycle which starts with the fifth um he had just come down with like pneumonia or something something like really bad but he'd recovered and then he got married like two months later and like he was just on this like high of life of like you've come so close to like death of like losing all these things but like 
how do you like enjoy life like moving forward you know like make I the most that. of it and he wrote this like just very like joyous symphony and it deals with a lot of those like themes of like fear and like worry and stuff right but it, at the end of the day it's just like a sort of like be grateful you know like just yeah. happy you're here and like I don't know I think his fifth symphony is so good and I wish I could like sit and like analyze again like measure by measure and yeah. talk about it we played it I guess two years ago here at UGA um, and that was such a cool experience I bet yeah it was and I'm gonna be real I used to not know who Mahler was like in high school <laughs> which maybe was an oversight on my part because like everyone knows like Beethoven you know right. Mozart mm-hmm. and then people are like I don't like classical music but if you listen to Mahler, your life's going to be changed. Yeah. I appreciate this answer so much. One, because we don't really talk about classical music that much. Two, because you're a music major and I was waiting for this moment. And three, you talk about, you, I mean, you didn't get to fully analyze it measure by measure, but you analyzed it in the sense of themes that it covers. And I think that's why a lot of people don't like it because they think it's not telling me a message because there aren't words being spoken to me. You don't, you don't need that. I mean, you can connect with people without talking, so why doesn't music follow that same pattern, you know? Yeah. And I love the way that you talked about how it like inspired you in different ways and stuff because I think at first glance, we dismiss it too soon. I 100% agree. I think my favorite thing to do when I go to like the symphony and go listen mm-hmm. to someone else like, perform is when they hand you the little brochure with the program notes, I think writing good program notes is a skill. Oh, 100%. Like, that's what tells you, like, what is going on mm-hmm. in the time period, what's going on with the composer, yeah. and then what, of course, is going on with the piece. Yeah. And I think going into it with that, like, just couple paragraphs of, like, context just helps you, like, appreciate a little bit more. Yeah. Because then you hear a theme and you're like, oh, I get it. I get it, yeah. yeah. This is a little bit off track, I guess. Have you seen Maestro? I haven't. No, that's the Leonard Bernstein. Yes. No. I watched it, but there is one scene. I got to look up the name because I don't want to butcher this. He prayed to him right before he went on, and they actually perform in the movie. This performance is real. Yeah, they play Symphony Number 2 by Mahler. It is the most beautiful piece of music I've ever heard. And, like, I was connecting with it, even though there aren't words, you know? And There are (sighs) words. That's... This is, I don't know as much about Symphony Number no. 2 as I wish I did, but I think in the final movement, there's like a chorus that comes out. Oh, in. wait, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, right. And again, like the way he like blends like the voices with the symphony. Yeah. And I, I don't know exactly what text he like took the lyrics from. Yeah. But it's just so, yeah. It's so beautiful. Okay, I got to listen to all of them. No. And <laughs> honestly, I'm so glad you talked about movies because this talk like brings me to my favorite movie, Tar, oh. starring Kate Blanchett. <gasps> I haven't Have seen, seen it? it. No. It came out, I guess, last fall. Right. I've heard about it. And I don't think it won nearly as many awards as it should have. Yeah. Granted, everywhere, every, everything, everywhere, all at once came out the same year, got like dozens of awards. Well-deserved, mm-hmm. but I wish Tar got more. Right. Um, but the driving like narrative piece in, that they're performing is Mahler 5. Okay. Um, Kate Blanchett plays this conductor, mm-hmm. and she's performed all of the Mahler symphonies except for five, and five's her final work. Um, and it just, again, it talks about, like, honestly, she's not a good person in the movie. I, I'm not realizing this has nothing to do with any of, like, the positive things okay. we've talked about. She's, like, kind of a bad person. Okay. But the music in it is so good. Yeah. Um, I strongly recommend the movie. Okay. I got to watch it. What's a song that's taught you an important lesson about life? Yeah. Um, I think this one kind of ties into Mahler a little bit mm. in that, like, coming to terms with, like, accepting things as they are, like, how you move forward. I think Pancakes for Dinner by Lizzie McAlpine, uh, who we sort of talked about yep. earlier. Um, again, she's so good. Yep. Like, put her in a room with a guitar, and she's going to blow you away. Yeah. Um, but Pancakes for Dinner. Um, my dad used to work security for different, like, music venues in Atlanta. Oh, cool. And he would always come home and tell me, like, who he was doing security for. That's um, so cool. And one week it was Lizzie McAlpine. He was so excited. He did so many cool people. He did Leve. He did, no. um, I think like Shania Twain, Chris Stapleton, <sighs> like big name artists, like every genre. Oh my like, gosh. He was there. And then he'd be like, it was so good. And I'd ask for tickets and he's like, sorry. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. What's, what, what, uh. um, but Lizzie McAlpine. And I think that became like one of his like favorite artists. Um, but Recently, back in November, he passed away in an accident. 
Um, it was very, very sudden. Um, I was up in DC and I had to fly home. And I think in that moment I was lost in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. still very much trying to come to terms with everything. And I think I'm still processing a lot now that I'm back in Athens. Um, but I remember putting together a playlist for his, like the reception um, and Pancakes for Dinner was on there by Lizzie McAlpine because yeah. um, it talks about, um, I don't have the lyrics pulled up, but if I was in an accident and I didn't get to see you, would I regret like not saying that I love you? You know, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a romantic song, but the point is like, it doesn't just have to be like romance, but it can also be like familial platonic. Mm-hmm. And I think it came on at the very end of the reception and I just heard the lyrics and I started like just crying and breaking mm-hmm. down for the first time in like the week since like everything happened. Um, and since then I've sort of carried that thought of like anything can happen to anyone at any time. And that's a very like morbid, like but scary thing to think about, but it's true. It's true. And I think it's so important to tell your friends and your family, like how much they mean to you. Yeah. So like text your friends, call your parents, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, like every moment, could be someone's last, which yeah. is like scary, but you have so many positive moments now and you should appreciate all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to stay home all, all summer. I wasn't working, I was just taking classes and stuff. Right. And I got to spend so much time with my parents. And I think in retrospect, I'm so grateful that I had that. Yeah. And now that I'm back in Athens, I've made it a big point to see a lot of my friends more. And I call my mom pretty much like every other day just to check in. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, check in on the people you love. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. If you want me to cut that out, I can too. I, I think it's important. I yeah. think it is too. You, you handled that question with such grace too. Me personally, I would have skipped it. <laughs> but you understand that life is fragile, but it is so beautiful. And you don't let the, you know, like the dark side of things bog you down. And that's okay. inspiring to me. Yeah. So thanks. You want to move on? To the next Let's song? do it. Let's rock and roll. All right, yeah. <laughs> Five check. Let's flip <laughs> it up. What song could you play on repeat forever? Yeah, again, totally different vibe here. Yeah, totally. I'm Determinate um, by <laughs> Lemonade Mouth from the hit movie Lemonade Mouth. Um, I, as a kid, I loved that movie. I still love that movie. Yeah. Disney Channel original movies, so good. Mm-hmm. Lemonade Mouth, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Wendy Wu, starring Brenda Song. <laughs> Crazy movie. That is such a good movie. Um, but Determinate from Lemonade Mouth, because I used to listen to it on repeat so that I could learn the rap that <gasps> Wen does in like the middle of the song. I used to know it by heart, and I wish I still did. I don't, and I would give you a taste, but it's... Holy cow, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. You got to get back on the grind. I need to hear this. Absolutely. After we turn off the recording. Okay, um, yeah, for I'll sure. I'll show you what I got. <laughs> is that your go-to karaoke song, you think? Ooh. I think I think that's a, a top contender right there. Okay. I don't know. I always feel nervous about picking karaoke songs because like you want to like tailor it to your audience. You know. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But if you had no audience, just selfishly, whatever you want to pick, no what's audience. it gonna be? Ooh, I think that's up there. Yeah. I think anything that's like easy to sing along to, you know. I don't yeah. Know. Um, Kesha again. <laughs> great pick. Yeah. Miley Cyrus, Party Music again. Like I. I feel like I've listed a lot of yeah. my top songs here. That's true. That's true. Anything by, again, Billy Joel. I walked into, I'm doing a chorus this semester. Right. And we sort of talked about like mm-hmm. what I've done with music in the past. And I haven't yeah. been in a chorus since like middle school, maybe. Oh, wow. I sing in my church sometimes, past that, not really. And I, this is second day of classes, mm-hmm. right? It's like pouring rain outside. Um, I get to class a half hour late. They're already singing. And they're like, hey, time to introduce yourself. Sing your favorite song. Uh... uh <laughs> No way. But I ended up singing Moving Out by Billy Joel. That's again, a great like, Very pick. much like a go-to song. Like, first thing that came to mind. You sort of know most of the lyrics. I um, love it. Man, I wish I could have seen that. That sounds like the start of a movie. That was possibly the scariest moment in my semester so far. <laughs> For the plot. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to sing the whole song? Well, just like a snippet. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Still, um, though. Enough where I was like, I have not warmed up. I'm not prepared. I'm like soaking wet. I'm, or I'm already late. You know? It was the day it rained? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a bummer. Wait, we were together that day. Where did we go? We were in the art building? <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Was it that day? It was. It was. <laughs> That's awesome. How, did, how are you late? 
because um, I was coming from a class downtown. Oh, it was later in the campus. day. Yep. And I ended up having to take a bus, too. And we talked about the fact that I'm not, like, a huge Taylor Swift fan. Right. But I'm sure you're aware there's a Taylor Swift bus on campus where the bus driver only plays Taylor Swift. I didn't know that. Well, there is. And okay. I got stuck on that bus for a half hour <laughs> as I'm watching, like, oh, class has started. Class oh. is, we're 10 minutes in. Yeah. We're 20 minutes in. <laughs> and in the background, you got all too well going. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> please. Um, but Get me out of here. But in a, in a respectful way. In a respectful we way. We love you, Taylor. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want people to start attacking your podcast because we no. still go against it. No, we appreciate Taylor Swift. No, absolutely. But it'd be crazy for us to claim her number one spot for biggest fan. super fans out there. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, good for them. I, I just, I don't know. I need to spice it up. I can't stick to one person for that long, you know? I get that, yeah. yeah. But anyways. Oh, this is also unrelated, but... Who who are you number one fan of? Mm. Swifty equivalent for who? I used to I would have said Young Gravy like a while ago. Really? Like, no. Okay. Like, unironically, like I was so glad I got to see Billie Eilish and the Zena Galpine, whatever. I was there for Young Gravy, <laughs> you know? Um What's his best song? I, I'm gonna go with Cheryl. Okay. You know, yeah. sort of one of his earlier pieces. Um, but I think the lyricism, you know, he just captures a lot of raw emotions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with this. I love it. Last question here. And this ties in perfectly since we've been talking a lot about movies. So, your life is made into a movie, but it can't be released until you pick the title track. So what song are you picking? I think title track. We're going Control by Janet Jackson. Love it. I don't know. I was listening to a podcast. Again, one of the few podcasts I've ever listened to. <laughs> and Janet Jackson was a guest on it. And she was just, like, talking about, like, her career and everything. Yeah. Starting from, like, as a kid uh-huh. with, like, the Jackson 5 as her brothers. Right. All the way up until Super Bowl, what is it, 2004 with Justin Timberlake, wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Um, but the Control album was like, the first album she got to wrote, write out of her own, like, creative direction. Oh, that's so You cool. know, like, before that, like, her family, like, there was a lot of outside influence on this is what you should write. It should sound this way. Yeah. And Control, she sort of broke out of that, switched writers or, like, producers, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and got to write songs that actually had, like, meaning to her. And you can, like, hear it in, like, what she's writing. And, of course, the title track of my life, but also the title track of the album Control. Yeah. Control. <laughs> deals directly with that idea of like taking control of your own life, you know, mm-hmm. spearheading things the way you, you want them to go. And yeah. And I think there's just, I like that message of finding your own path and taking control of your life to do the things you want to do. You know, again, do it for the plot. I used to say I'm in a season of yes. Um, oh, you know, if someone asked me to do something, you want to be on a podcast? Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. I love that. Wow. Given your explanation, I think you really did pick the perfect song. Yeah. yeah. You're so cool. There was a and lot of high pressure there. But. <laughs> yeah. No, you did a great job. That was good. That was a very well thought out answer, especially given it was on the spot. Yeah. I, I, I think about these every week when I send them out because, you know, it's just fun. Still don't have an answer for that question. Mm. After nine weeks. Maybe season one, season finale, you know. Maybe. We need you to answer all these questions. This one is going to be the hardest one. If I ever answer these on a microphone, that would be the hardest one for me, I think. So good job. You took it like a champ. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I hope I get a good grade on this, guys. (laughs) A plus is across the board. Oh. Yeah. Going to get a little gold star sticker. Yeah. Wear that on my shirt for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to talk about one memory that I thought would be a good way to send you off Mm because it's like my favorite memory of you. Is this going to make you uncomfortable? Probably a little bit, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take it. We got it. <laughs> okay. So we were at Camp Kesem this summer, and I don't know if you remember, but it rained one night, and a stomach bug broke out within mm-hmm. the same two hours or something. And I was freaking out a little bit, but, you know, you're a counselor. You got to keep your cool, whatever. So they put all the kids who are not ill in a room, let me rephrase, in like the recreational space Mm -hmm. and they put on a movie 
And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many germs spreading right now. I'm freaking out. Gross, whatever. And then they turned on Into the Mm Spider-Verse and the kids watched it. Do you remember this at all? I do, I do. And so I was sitting on the side. All the kids are sitting in the middle of the floor watching. And there's the main character is like at a very low point. And I started tearing up (laughs) because I was just like, I was tired and overwhelmed. I wasn't like, there weren't tears, but I was like in my feels. Yeah. And I, I clearly had a look of concern on my face. And I'm like sitting on a stool and you came over and you were like, Hey, are you okay? (laughs) It was the sweetest moment because I was sitting in a dark corner. No one could see me, but you came over and you asked how I was doing. And then you sat and talked with me for a little bit. And then we had a dance party later and it was really fun. I 100% remember the dance party yeah. and also the movie. I don't remember coming over. See, that's like what makes it sweet because you just instinctually do stuff like that and you check on people. But it was very sweet. Yeah. yeah. I That week changed my life in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And again, I got to meet so many cool people. Yeah. You, um, of course, LK, who yeah. like, introduced me to Camp Kesson, Yeah. But also all of the other awesome counselors, mm-hmm. most of whom go to UGA. Yeah. Like I see pretty regularly on campus. Yeah. It's just... It's such like a cool community. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the best. Best club ever. You should join it if you're listening to this. Um, you should sign up to be a donor. What's the phrase? Uh, join the registry. Come get you- swabbed. Uh, follow us on Instagram at UGA underscore NMDP. I'm going to link it. I, I, I'll I, link Kesem and NMDP, and I'm going to tag you. Okay, bet. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Um, I don't know. Come to the School of Music. Come yeah. to cool performances. Please do. It's it's like the coolest place on UGA campus. Absolutely. Can't stress that enough. Also can't stress enough that you are amazing and inspiring. Oh and I want to be like you when I grow up. Stop. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, do you find it hard to take a compliment sometimes? I think a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we all sort of struggle with that sometimes. 100%, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like when someone says, oh, you look great today, like, thank you. Thank you, and then you're hyper aware. For yeah. real. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad that you let me come on this podcast. This of was course. such a great conversation. Yeah. And I'm so glad I got to hang out with you, and hopefully more conversations to come that are not recorded. But, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you around the School of Music, because I'm going to... I'm going to be there now. Plus that road trip that we're planning. Oh, road trip. Yes, yes, yes. To Utah. 100%. (laughs) All right. Thank you. It's been real. It's been real. Bye, guys. Hey, it's me again. I'll make this quick. But, Adam, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You have so many wonderful things to share And I'm so grateful that you were willing to do it in front of a microphone because I know that it's scary. And because you're so busy and you took the time out of your schedule to talk with me. That means a lot. I think conversations like that one are more rare than they should be. And so anytime I get the chance to do that, I want to express my gratitude. I want to express my gratitude to Adam for doing that and for sharing his thoughts with me and making it fun and lighthearted, but also very reflective too it was great and I want to thank you guys for listening because I I think it's cool that people care about these conversations yeah I also love the fact that we talked about classical music I don't think we talk about it enough and I'm excited to listen to symphony number five he's also very diverse in the music that he selected for his playlist which I think was really cool he's got Billy Joel and he's got some k-pop and he's got Mahler's Fifth Symphony. I mean, that's that's just really cool to me that, I don't know, I don't think you have to have one taste in music. I think being eclectic is awesome. Make sure to follow NMDP and Kesem UGA on Instagram because they're two of the best organizations on our campus and and we both love them dearly. We're both part of each of those organizations and it's where I've met a lot of people and it's also a great opportunity for us to help other people. Anyways, the point of that, follow them, follow Adam. He'll be tagged in the post that comes out the same day as this episode. He is so cool and he has so many cool stories to tell and his life is really interesting. So follow him on Instagram, go hype him up. 
Follow at rewind.pod. That's where he'll be tagged. And follow rewind.pod on Spotify to check out his playlist and everyone else's playlist who's been on the podcast so far. They're, they're so different from each other, but they all encompass the person so well, and I think that's really fun. So make sure to check them out. And make sure to share this episode with someone because I think that there are a lot of important messages to be learned from what Adam shared today. So yeah, do that. Follow everyone on Instagram, do all the things. I'll wrap this up. I, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. It really does mean a lot to me. And as Adam said, call the people you love, tell them you love them, hug them, appreciate them as much as you can and treat every day like it's a gift because it really is. I think that's all I got this week, but I love you guys so much again and I'll see you later. Bye.